0: The Transformatietafel wordt to MaxFlex cables.
1: You are listening to the Transformation Table, where we talk about God's business. Good morning, uh, everyone that's on the Zoom meeting this morning, everybody that's going to uh, listen in on the podcast later and also on at radio. Uh, we welcome you to the transformation table and um, this morning we're going to be discussing we we touched on it uh, last week with how to be the man and the infinite emphasis on the man um, and and i will i will ask uh, prof theo to come and speak to us about that a little bit more in the, in the near future but i think the this morning um, you know, we, we've it, it, it goes back to the same thing, the same point every time, and that is, if we talk community development, we have to talk about men taking their positions. Yeah, you know. um, it's not the only thing, but it is. It seems to be the part that has got the most that lacks the most. That is the the biggest problem. The base of the problem is the and. Um, we had such a beautiful message um yesterday from a lady in um uh, atman what, what was that area again in, in was it wooster um where where her concern was about the men getting involved in the communities and developing um sorry atman uh, 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 am i correct was it Worcester? yes uh is from Worcester. thank you um and and I asked Peter if if we can we can start off this morning, Peter, if I can put you on the spot. Uh where where in scripture do we get our um you know, obviously whenever we talk being the man, there was there is the man, Jesus. And um and that is that is the, the, the perfect man. But um I asked Peter so that we start at the right place, Where in in scripture do we find our direction of being a man, uh, Peter? So if I can ask you to, to just share that with us, and we can take it along as we discuss it, maybe point by point, or however. But uh, I think I think it's an important discussion to have.
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, you asked me for five scriptures, and uh, I mean the the Bible is actually full. It's it's, but there are at least five which I can give you which refer specifically to the man, the husband. Um, but of course, there are hundreds others that apply. Like, do not tell lies, uh, love one another as I have loved you. So those all apply in general. But uh, from what my understanding is that Ephesians five is the main chapter that speaks of uh, men and husbands. And um, basically what it says is that you need to follow the example of Jesus. And that is a whole subject. It's a whole talk in itself. How How is Jesus your example? And maybe another day or something we can look at that Um the things that, how did Jesus operate that a man needs to learn from? And uh, if you want to, we can do that, but uh, you said you want the five scriptures. The second, Ephesians five twenty five 25, uh, says that you need to love the way Jesus loved us. Giving of yourself, sacrificially. Uh, verse 28 says they need to care for their wives the same way they care and love themselves. So uh, the second scripture in Matthew 19 verse 5, and this is a very powerful one that we actually under preach, I think, is that uh, for this reason a man must leave his father and mother and live with his wife. Cleave. It's It's a gardening term that means an end. So you've got to actually become one um, with your wife and the two become one flesh. Now my understanding of that scripture is you need to leave your like we were talking about the army, your cooking eight. you know you need to leave the things of childhood behind you and you need to take responsibility to grow up and to, uh, to learn and to operate in the way that a man should. 1 Timothy 2 verse 8 says that I want men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or dispute. And so men should be men of prayer. We should be praying men. We pray about our marriage. We pray about our jobs. We pray for God to strengthen our marriage, to uh, help us to be better fathers, to give us wisdom. We need to be lifting up holy hands. We've been talking lately. The word holy means, be different. Be different. When uh, your pals are going, uh, all around you are going down to the Shebeen for a, for a big uh, booze-up, be different. Don't go, you know, uh, and stuff like that. And where your pals are not going to church, be different. Take your family to church. And so that's all tied up in that thing, without anger or dispute. Jesus never used violence. Force and and holiness uh, will never be found in the same sentence. And so these are things, uh, the fourth scripture, uh, 2 Timothy 5 verse 8, men must seek to meet the needs of their family. You cannot uh, just throw in the towel and let your wife have to carry the load that you carry. Even if you lose your job or you're retrenched or whatever, there is still this thing in you. If all you can do is pray for work, well, pray for work and go. Get out of that gate and go and have a look uh, and uh, keep keep seeking. I know uh, it's very difficult for some people that have sent over 300 CVs out and none come back. And um, I'm just telling you what the Bible says. But uh, it reads, if someone does not provide for his own, especially his own family. He has denied the faith and he is worse than an unbeliever. So there's a hot issue here that you cannot just um, abdicate your role and your responsibility as a father. You've got to grow up. You've got to take the punch. You've got to put your head down. You've got to go for it with all you've got. Um Even against the stream. The uh, second last one. Colossians 3.19. Men must be gentle with their wives. Husbands love your wives and do not be harsh with them. And another Bible says do not abuse them. Abuse them. Do not use them abnormally. Do not use them in the wrong way, and do not expect them to be doing stuff that is not normal for them it's a it's a bit of a strange thing. Do not abuse uh, do not abuse and the last one is very interesting one Peter three verse seven men must be understanding of their wives. It reads, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the women as the weaker vessel. Now, I didn't write that. In this day and age, thy word is not still any the Bible. But we need to understand what they meant when they were written, not what they mean in today's word. Since uh, you need to show honor to you, your woman, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life. And the reason why you need to do that is so that your prayers will not be blocked. There's a very dangerous warning in the scripture that if you do not live with your wife in an understanding way, honoring her. How do you honor her? By doing all of these things I've just spoken about. That's how you honor her. Honor her means um, highly prized, treasured. She must be your first prize and your best friend and your closest confidant. And uh, so how do you be understanding of your wife? Well, you research, put in the effort, Make time to sit down and ask her the questions that you need answers for. How does BMS affect your relationship? How does it make her feel? What sets her off? How? What hurts her? What's she worried about? What is she concerned about? What does she want from you more than what she's getting at the moment? What, ask her a question. Ask her to teach you how to communicate because they can, and we can't pretty much. That's a fact they communicate on a level of, of, I don't know, spaceships or aliens or something, but we, we very just straight, you know, what you see is what you get. But, um, so, but she can teach you and you can learn because you can follow Jesus example. Otherwise, he wouldn't tell you to do it. And also, he will, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And you can and should and must be transformed from glory to glory to glory. And so it is possible. And uh, that's all I have for today. Flate, flate. Mysterious 8. But there's just five little scriptures. As I say, there are. There are hundreds of others that don't mention husband, but they still apply to him. So it is unclicky yellow bible what fun two person is.
1: Thank you, Peter. Okay. So so I just wanted to uh, I just wanted thank you, Peter. I just wanted to make sure that we that we when we when we have this discussion and um you know we we're sitting around the transformation table, that we don't talk nonsense, you know. That we, um, that we are very sure that there is indication in the Bible, which is, our, which is our life manual, about how to be a man. Yeah, so thank you for that. Uh, Frika, I see you've got your hand up. I can see we're going to have a lively discussion yeah. this morning. So Go for <laughs> it. <laughs>
3: yes, thank you. I think uh, uh, listening to Peter and our topic this morning, it's best to go back to the mandate that God gave mankind when He created man in the beginning. First thing, the mandate was to rule and reign and to have dominion, to be, to be fruitful, to multiply. Speaking of going forward, uh, multiplication, uh, producing, uh, bear fruit, uh, be successful, um, Fill the earth with my, with my glory, Fill the earth. Uh, and then in Genesis 2, when uh, God created that, when, when He put man in, in the Garden of Eden, he told him two things. He said to watch over the garden. First thing is to work the garden. So I said it before on our, on our table meetings, that if a man doesn't work, he's confused. And a man is made to work. The first thing that God gave or told Adam to do was to work. And the second thing was to protect, to watch, to God. And um, that is what a man was made for. That is the the the, and, and, and to rule and to reign and to have dominion and we can talk about that also, but listening, looking back at how Adam lost that because, and the second thing God gave him was uh, a helper. So we need to understand that your wife and the woman is your helper to to, do, to help you to do what, what God called you to do. I said to Anna again this week, Thank you for allowing me to go and do what I need to do. If you are a, a voice the whole time telling me and yeah, we miss each other, we want to be with each other, but the support I get from her, how she, she's behind me, how she prays for me and um, I, I I had uh, a few years ago, we were staying, when we stayed in that we also had a, a men's meeting every Friday morning and that specific, one specific morning, I came to the group and I said to them, yeah, I got home yesterday and I didn't feel good, I, I was just not lucky. And uh, the best was, I said, she took me and placed my head on her on lap and prayed for me, just holding me and praying for me. And that prayer was so powerful <laughs> and some of the guys went home and told their wives, you must see, you must hear what Anna does for, for Freak. And that's a dangerous thing to tell to another woman, because it was like, <laughs> Anna was not, not their favorite for a while. But to see as a team, how we can take on the impossible, if we're in unity, if we are a team supporting, supporting each other, believing in each other, Um, agreeing upon something, when we in unity, solid unity, and we agree upon something, it's amazing, it's awesome, wonderful to see how the Lord just comes through. Um, So, yeah, protecting Adam, you need to protect your wife, you need to protect the garden, you need to work it, give names to the animals, and just rule and reign, have dominion, and through the blood of Christ, we have become sons of God, but he says, we have become kings and priests. So what is a king? A king is a ruler. He is the king of kings. And, and, and what is a priest? A priest is somebody who speaks to God, who intercedes. prays for his family. We often hear this, being the, the king, the prophet, and the priest of the house. So it's, it's, it's for me important to come back to there, where we see how the devil came in and misled Eve. But Adam was standing next to her. Adam had the authority, the dominion, to step on the head of the devil on, in in that garden. He had that in him. He was he was he was over him. It was his dominion. But he stood there, and that, that's how the of the fall came. So there's a, a misconception about being a, a, a ruler and that you want to force your wife to submit to you, and and that's not true because if Christ is your head and you submit to Him. Your wife is made by Him to submit to you, because Spirit submits to Spirit. And it's amazing to see if I can come back to me and my wife, how the support I get from her. I remember when, a few years ago when we, we just got married. I think we were married a couple of days. <clears throat> And and she came from the work, and she was upset. And because I'm in in the ministry, I can give you counselling, I can help you. And what she needed from me that night, she stopped me. She said, no, I don't want your advice now. I want you to listen to me. And that's an important thing as a man, to listen to your wife. Uh, Romancing your wife 24-7 means... um, I told you before, I think on the table also, that uh, one morning uh, when we stayed here in Blufordain, uh I went, I took the boys to school, and on my way to gym, I sent her a, a, a WhatsApp uh, a message and I said to her, there's no other woman on this earth that I desire except you. But it's not an Afrikaans. So what does, what happened to her? She, she she's, she's different she she takes the she's like a, with all respect like a cow she she chews on it the whole time it is uh because they are so emotional, but romancing and sending at that message when I got home later on that day, I was like the main guy in the house it was everything you don't need to ask for coffee you didn't everything is like it's like, <laughs> it's like she's like patting, 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 patting your hand because. That message told her that my man, my husband, this man, he only has eyes for me. And and that's a thing, coming back to our fathers, and not a lot of us saw how to romance our wives, how to romance a woman. We see a lot of men, they will just think romance is sex. And sex is just the climax of the whole romance. That's not the most important thing because they say a, a woman's sex organ is, is a brain. And now God created us to support each other, uh, uh, work together. You, you yourself, means you can testify now about when you brought, you and Bev got together into the business. And because of that, your whole family is now involved in the business. Um, and maybe you might, you can share with us, uh, especially speaking to men, how important it is to, uh, to know that your wife is not your enemy. Your wife is after God the most second and most important person in your life is after the Holy Spirit is your wife. You need to take uh, uh, you need to sit down with her, discuss it when it's a business deal, pray with her and say and, and, and how is this now in English? But in Afrikaans, you must sales break as a clunk barn. Peter, help me. Uh, you must use it as a... As Soundboard. Soundboard. Praise God. Thank you, Peter. Uh, where you can sit down and if your wife says, tells you, no, I don't think you must do this, listen. Because there's one thing I hate in life, I told you so. <laughs> uh, if, if, if you don't listen and you burn your fingers and there's a lot of us as men, your wife worried, uh, warned you and you didn't listen and that uh, brought a lot of headaches and and, and like I said, those those famous, unfamous words I told you so. So yeah, let's get back to the original why a man was uh, uh, created, was to have dominion, to work and to protect. And uh, I said to you also before that uh, when Hannah told me one day, I felt not I was not at a good place. We were touring all over the country. We didn't have our own house or place to stay. And I said to her, I feel like a loser, a failure. I'm finding her and the kids. And she said, why? And I said, yeah, we don't even have our own place to stay. And she said to me, um, and I, my words were in Afrikaans, I'm not in English, um, I, don't, I, I don't have a place of safety for you and the kids. And she said to me, my, my man, she said, love, a place of safety is not a big wall and pit bulls and security guards and the best alarm system. A place of safety for me and my kids is what you create for us is a place of peace, a place of peace so if a, as a husband, as a man, it's your responsibility to create a place of peace, a place of safety yeah, so um that's flight flight my story for Volker. <laughs>
1: thank you freak it is so important that we understand all these things because you know in my mind and 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 <clears throat> i do this often and i'm just want to add that i'm wrong is that being a man is standing alone but it's not you know um the 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 truth is freak as you said and i explain that this to my wife and my, my and my children in business often but two of us in unity makes ten. You, know, you can get the work done of ten people if two people are in unity, especially uh, a unity um, made by God. And if we, me and the three, uh, me Beverly and the three children are in business together, us five working in in, in unity makes a hundred. Yeah, it is the the combination, the the, the compounded. Um, combination that makes the power. So, um, there's another thing that you touched freak that was, you know, because, you know, um, you guys are the, you guys are the teachers and the preachers. I'm the engineer. So I want the mechanics, you know, I want to understand how, what do we, what do we do the moment we get up from this table? Yeah. You know? And, um, <clears throat> how do you live as a man? And, and Freck, uh, very naughty. And you know how much I love this picture, but, um, you, the, this morning I woke up with that uh, picture in, in in of you um, with the two young men um, on your chest. You know the the picture you just put on uh, now. When you um, uh, uh, if you can do that, and unfortunately the people on the radio and the podcast can't see this, but that is for me a beautiful picture. There is a man praying and there's two young men lying on his chest, and you can see. That there is just peace. Freak, I don't know how to explain it better than that. And um the reason why I'm saying this is uh you know, as a as a as a man or the man, because we're talking about the man, the the man in the house, and freak you were referring earlier to um to you 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 sending the message and when you got home you were the man in the house. Yeah. Um but to be the man, you don't have to speak. Your actions must, in silence, shout so loud that you can hear nothing else. Yeah. And that is the part of uh, that. Uh, I think somebody shared with us a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think it was Lucius. Um, his dad was a bricklayer. Now, um, uh, the mist has just risen up here by us and it got nice and cold. A man that goes out in the morning at five o'clock or six o'clock to get to work and go and lay bricks so that he can provide for his family. I've got respect for that guy. You know, he doesn't have to be a CEO of a big company or a uh, whatever. A guy that gets up in the morning. And I think that's the whole story. How do you create peace in your house? My experience, the the mechanics again, the the the, 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 the process is um, getting up in the morning before everybody else, anybody else in your house and bring the peace. Go and sit with God and and talk it over. Yeah, And that peace enters your house and, and lingers and sits there. That's how you create the peace. But uh, um, just to get to, to, to that point, a man that gets up in the morning and get gets himself to work. Uh, at, uh, no, it wasn't Atman. It was um, Dimitri that said that the guys drop off their girlfriends and their mothers at the and their wives at the bus station to go to work, and then they go back home and sit and do nothing. Uh, I, guys, I'm sorry, but I have difficulty. Uh, uh, I don't have the ability to respect you if that is your that is your plan for the day. You know. Um, so yeah. Peter, I see you've got your hand up, uh, guys. As you know, we we put up our hand and then we um, then we get a chance to share. Um, so, Peter, go ahead, please.
2: Yeah, uh, just to respond to Um uh, I didn't. Show, he, he summed up the thing so well, um, but I think the 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 place of safety has got nothing to do with the building. That picture of him. He is the place of safety. He is a safe harbor in a storm of life and uh i need to I need to have peace in my heart, and I will set the tone in my home, and it will be a place of peace because I'm a place of peace, and so that's the whole thing is uh like they keep saying at the camp is this relationship right if the your vertical is right then your horizontals will be right and uh, so just a last thought if you are the head of the home that makes you also the head servant
1: absolutely the the, the guy that thinks that he's the head of the home so he sits on the couch and he um and he, uh 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 i am looking for the English word now he he um he demands to to get served is making a massive mistake that is not how you do it. You do it by serving and out of that the the respect comes and the and the willingness in the house you know. um I see all the hands up Anthony and then Martha, please
4: thank you Anthony. Uh, John 15, the Lord was speaking to the Pharisees and he gave them a parable of the prodigal son where the son left. I'm sure we all know the the, 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 the parable. And uh, the, the thing that stood out the most for me, well, there's a lot of things about that parable that stands out for me, but the fact of the matter is, is that the Pharisees, when he told the, the parable, the Pharisees and the way that the law of Moses was written, the father should have written off their child because that child wrote him off, and the example of the father standing by the gate waiting for the prodigal son to come back astounded them. they didn't expect that they 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 thought that the father the the right thing was to do according to the law of Moses that the father wrote the prodigal son off because he took his stuff and he's left and he's he he um, he deserted his father. So the picture of the father standing by the gate and waiting for his son to come back, I think is the heart of the father. And then the the expectation of the son, you know, when when he sat there and he realized that he made a mistake and he would rather go be a servant in his father's house than what he would sit here between the pigs and eat the pig pods. Um, his expectation was to come back, and his father was going to was going to put him as a servant, but he expected that yet his father came back and he restored his position that he had. I think that is the heart that the father had, and I think that astounded the the Pharisees because they were expecting completely totally the opposite so in that parable, I believe that the Lord was showing us what the true heart of the father is, is that he waits for us, no matter what it is that we do, he waits for us to come back. If we decide to leave him and desert him, he's not, you know, and and this is for me personally, this is a, this is a revelation because my expectation is, is that I've deserted my father. And if I come back, I'm in trouble, man, you know, and uh, that's not the heart of the father. The heart of the father is to restore us back to the position that he has, and he he waits for us. I think a lot of a lot of issues and problems come out of the fact that a lot of parents, when their children leave the home, that they run after the children to go and protect them, instead of letting them go through the process they need to go to get them to the place where they end up and realize that it's. Better to be back in the father's home than what it is to be where they are in the situation that they are. And a lot of parents today, they when their their sons or their daughters leave the home, they they run after them to go and protect them. And whatever they do, they they keep they keep on cleaning up behind them instead of leaving them so that they can carry the consequences of their decisions, so that they can come to themselves. I think the beautiful thing about that prodigal son is, is the fact that. That boy, he came to himself. You know, he sat there in the pig sty and he realized, but what did I do? What am I doing here? You know, it's better than my father's home than what it is where I am now. And I have regret. But that only, he only came to himself after he had lost everything and he ended up in the pig sty. And, uh, yeah, I, I think... Um, A lot of children don't end up in the pigsty. People feel sorry for them and then they help them and they help them and they never get to that place of complete utter repentance where they get to the place and realize, but you know what? It's better going home. I'm, I'm better off with my father. I'm better off at my father's home than what I am where I am now because... The parents are involving, interfering the whole time in the decisions that they make and carrying the consequences and trying to protect them. And especially in our day and age, you know, the child would decide he's going in his own direction. And then um, the 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 parent would always be meddling in from a distance. Where are you? What are you doing? Uh, you mess up? Yeah, I help you. Yeah. Or I, I, I sort the problem out for you from this side or I... Provide for you on this side, and then you get people ending up going to rehab five, six, seven, eight times because they've never got to the place where they're in the peak Because we feel sorry for our children, and, and then we don't want them to end up in the pigsty. and and that's the mistake a lot of parents make out there today.
1: Thank you, Anthony. So true. You know, the the best help you can give your 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 child in a, in um. <laughs> in a rehab situation, is to, step, is to step back and let the process happen. Magda, please go ahead.
5: Um, it's so beautiful to, to hear about God's perfect example of um, the man, because there's nothing more, not nothing, but it's so beautiful when, a, when you see a godly man who's really a, a father and caring. But um, the reality is that it's not like that for many people. And especially in our communities. And I want us also to talk about, yes, this is the perfect thing, and this is what God wants for every family. And God, this is what God wants, and this is what we strive for. But how do we come to our communities um, that is so broken where they where it where it's not like that? How do we bridge that? How do we yeah, how do we help in that area? And then the other thing is that is important to me is that that mandate of be fruitful and multiply God gave to mankind and mankind is men and women, and that God will help us to um to also function together and um yeah yeah that that it's important that men stand up, and it's important that men lead. But it's also important that women stand up and that women lead in the way that God wants us to. Now, I'm not talking here rebellion and 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 stuff like that. But that we all have a calling to make God's kingdom to come, and we need to find each other.
1: Thank you, Martha. That is, um, it's so great to hear this from from a woman's perspective because. Uh, it, for people that do not understand how or has not experienced a godly man, it sounds that the woman has to submit and be a slave, and that is exactly the opposite of what we're talking about. Mm. And 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 thank you, Marta, for for just bringing that up because you know if a man says it, it sounds like um, like uh, uh, we making it. And and you know uh, I, I'm going to get hiding for this, but. That is my challenge with the Muslim religion, because these the, the, that that does not that part does not exist, and um, you know, but we talk about, talking about the the man honouring his wife, and his wife or woman in general enjoy, respect that and sees that, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, Atman, I see you've got your hand up. Uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah,
6: we are on this topic again. And I love the word that Menzo said about the process. But Magda mentioned about the reality. If we look around us, the world is a mess. And you, if you want to trace it, it trace you right back to the families. And what Will we as the body of Christ do about it? And it seems that the the workload is so heavy. Let me start by myself. I think in 2017, something just went wrong into my marriage. Me and my wife tell today we don't know actually what happened, except that we know it is him who came to kill and to destroy was busy with us, but the same scripture that uh, Peter mentioned, the first one, like Christ loved the church. I gave on my wedding day, I gave a book to my wife, and in 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 the in front of the book, I wrote these words, this scripture, "I will love you, like Christ loved the church. It was written in my own handwriting, so it became my own words. So when there was a trouble in that in in marriage that time, that scripture saved me because I just came back to that scripture. And right after that, the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart to start a Bible study in my house.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: According to Joshua, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that Bible study expanded People in the street came along and we 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 grew into that Bible study and, and even today I use it as a good example when I start new Bible studies at other people's homes. But what we're gonna do about the problem, and even those who listen out or later to the podcast, there is help. Don't try to find help if it is too late. As a family mediator now, I encourage people, don't phone me when you want to divorce or after divorce to solve your problems. When you see the cracks, phone us. You can even, technology is so good now, you can even be in Springs or in Virginia, or you can be wherever, and we can counsel you right there where you are, in a godly way. No other fancy psychologies and stuff. We can counsel you Um, because this thing uh, comes from the Bible. I'm reading the story and you can go and read the story of David. I love David, he's one of my heroes. But when you look in the Bible and see how many times even David failed, As a father and as a man. But even the same Bible say that he was a man after God's own heart. So when you listen to me now, God loves you. But God don't love the way you react as a man. Here around the table, we are here to help you. Uh, There's a lot of pain, hurt, and that is like a wall between men and their help because they don't want to ask for help. They don't want you to come in and say, yes, my brother, you know what? Um, I can help you with this problem to sort it out in your house. All that conflict, all that trouble with your kids, there are ways, godly ways how to solve it. So I want to encourage people when this problem starts, ask for help. Don't phone your lawyer. The lawyer needs that lot of money. He will just encourage you to get divorced. <laughs> phone for help. Here are people around the table. There are pastors 24-7. We are ready to help you. There are courses I've seen now while I was with uh the Association of Social Justice. There are so many online courses about parenting, effective parenting, um pre-mediation in secondary schools. I'm learned I've learned a lot of the imagotherapy of Tian Stoffberg also and and, and it seems now for me that even me and coach, we are applying those therapy in the schools and in the prisons because we talk a lot of our hurt as children. And that is mostly causing the most troubles in marriage and in bringing up your kids. Because when you are hurt, you will hurt others. No other way so through the imagotherapy you learn how to deal with the things of the past so that it not damage your marriage not even let you end up in prison because you couldn't deal with your anger rejection and all those factors my story for you today is there is help and not anywhere there is godly help for all the situations from the Bible through the Word, but you need someone to take you on the end to guide you through this process in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen, Atman. Yeah, I'm a <clears throat> my only real training that I've got is uh, is, a, is a is a fireman. And how, w- when do you fight a fire? You fight a fire when it's small. Don't wait for it to get big and then try and fight it. Then you're going to have your hands full. The same thing with a problem is fight it when it's small. Start early. You know, as you say, see the cracks and sort it out then. Don't wait for the whole thing to be one big mess. Your whole house burning down and then say, whoa, let's get... Uh, and <laughs> again, I'm going to be in trouble for this. But when your house is burning down, Go get a fireman. Don't go and get a um uh I'm referring now to the lawyer, right? Go and get the right guy for the job to 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 um kill the fire, not the wrong guy to 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 sort the problem out. So um absolutely Atman. Uh Jen, welcome you by us. Um I think it's your first time around the table. Welcome. Uh please go ahead.
7: Um hi. Um it probably isn't me that should be talking. Um, um, there's a, an organisation in Bergville called Pilagashli, and um, which is well, it's the wellbeing centre, um, and we work with the um, rural community around Bergville, the Oka community, and um, the the guy that um, does the work um, is a guy, Pastor Joseph Schleichlin, and. He's developed um, a weekend camp with boys called Authentic Manhood. And um, these young teenagers, um, he takes them on a camp and um, teaches them what it is to be a man, a a godly man. And really, when you listen to his stories, these young men just, they don't have an example. They, They are clueless as to what it is to be a godly man. Um, and then he takes the the young girls on a camp of um, fascinating womanhood. But he says that their hands are tied if there's not inner healing. Um, And so then there's another weekend camp um, that deals with with the hurts and the pains, um, and they follow up weekends as well. But in our last discussions, um it's a and we we work a lot like um um oh, there's that lady that spoke a couple of weeks ago um on work for a living. Um Natasha, is that right? Um and, and it's it's actually and it's it's actually wonderful to see and hear Natasha's story is so much our story. We have work for a living. Um, the inner healing she was talking about the inner healing as well but this last um, discussion that we all had together um, it was drawn to our attention that really these children they make a commitment they they understand they want a new lifestyle but when they go home they're going back into an environment that doesn't understand um what they've learned they need support, even though they go back into a situation where there's a youth group and the youth group is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So there is, we thought we were providing a form of nurturing for them in that environment, but we realized that actually we need to find pastors in the area and and link them up with a church Um and and the pastors need to know and be on board with us and so yeah that's that's the road we we we're traveling but um yeah you we one has huge challenges um because obviously um the camps are are really not easy to to um finance we can organize them and everything fine but so you have handicaps along the way. But um yeah, I'm sad that Joseph um can't speak to you because um yeah, you get a lot of, of stuff from from him. Um but yeah, that's my story.
1: Thank you, Jean. That is uh, awesome. I'm, we're glad we you're speaking to us about it. Um There's just two comments I want to make. And that is, how long does it take? How long do you need to transform your mind? Right? Uh, And and it just seems to me a weekend is such a a beautiful time frame. You know, um, uh, I was saved at a Mighty Men that was over a weekend. And I... Friday I arrived there one man and Sunday I left a different a different guy. Yeah. You know? And uh, so so it's possible. It the, the thing is we must realise it takes effort. Atman, it's effort. Somebody's gotta climb in and do it. You have to get into the into the muck, into the dirt and and help the people through and out. But um uh, and, and and I see Peter's got his hand up, so I'm gonna I'm going to predict what he's going to say, uh, Peter. Not that you're a predictable guy, but uh, the the church needs to get into its place again, and I'm going to be in trouble for this. But uh, the church needs to get itself into order, so that exactly what you're saying, Jane, that that support can be there and and do what it needs to be done. Well, I see I see you had your hand up. Are you you still want oh. to say something?
0: Yes, uh, thank you, Minzo. Um, With this in mind, because you announced it of what we are going to talk about, one of the more beautiful experiences that I had is listening to an interview uh, on television with Neil Powell. Uh, Neil Powell, as you probably know, successful coach of the Sevens Rugby. Uh, now, with uh, the sharks as a rugby director, was giving testimony of the struggles that he went through of identifying himself as the man. He he was telling uh, uh, the audience that he was sitting alone in his hotel in Vancouver, where he battled all night long with trying to identify what is my identification? Who am I? And uh, through the night, uh, and also that he has just become a father. And, And what does that mean? And what is his responsibility? And he asked himself the question, who am I? And then he realized. And he said that his answer came from he knew that he was identified as in the relationship with God yesterday. The same God will be the same today, and the same the God, the God will be the same tomorrow. And that gave him a new identification and a new purpose in life. He gave testimony unashamedly of his relationship and how his wife supported him and everything that we spoke about this morning. And it was such a beautiful uh, interview of what a man is about and what should you do and how you should be treating your children and how you should be relying on your wife for advice uh, I want to recommend if anybody can go back and have a look at it, it's really a good interview. Thank you, Menzo.
1: Thank you, Benno. Um, We'll do that. Maybe you can send us a link if you don't mind. Um, and and I think that is part of the answer that or for the question that Magda asked. How do we do that? How do we get the men in the communities to wake up and I believe it is uh, Peter made a statement uh, over the weekend boys follow men. Here's a guy that is a leader, he is seen as a rugby man, you know, he's already got the tough guy thing down. And um, the boys will follow him, the men will follow him. And uh, it's one of those things we need to not unashamedly speak out about who. What makes us a ma- the man it is not us, it is the God in us that makes us the man, but uh Peter please go ahead uh, I think you had your hand up before Atman
2: okay, I'll be quick uh help meet means a helper fit for purpose she's not lower than you, she's not higher than you she's exactly where you're at um my my frustration means so is. That probably the the guys who need to get these truths don't listen to this podcast or don't watch this podcast and don't do the the Zoom thing. And so, where? How do we get into their world? Is there? Um, do they have the At Radio um, uh, app on their phone? Do they? Is there a link? to what art is doing uh, on the on the website um how how do we get to them the the other you were very predictably correct um in in the old testament the the tent of meeting the church was in the center of all the tents of the tribes it was in the center of society and has gradually been moved out and replaced. And uh, the whole uh, uh, time to rise is that process is now being reversed. And the church, you see, the world doesn't have what the church has because we don't just need counseling. We need godly counseling. We don't just need help. We need godly help. And that's what the church has. And so, how do we get, uh, I mean, this pastor, Joseph, um, maybe should be one of our next guests. Let him come and talk to us and see what the knock-on effect is. But how do we get to the pastors who, who um, you know, that's the challenge. So, uh, it's a frustration. I don't have the answers. We can talk and we satisfy ourselves and we go away happy. But... How we how do we get from here to there? And I know that's that's an obvious question, but that's what I'm I'm sitting with at the moment. Uh, those, our market doesn't listen to us.
1: You you're absolutely right, Peter. But the thing is that we encourage each other, connect between us. You know, as he as he say, and um, and I, I want to ask you, Jane, um, if you can make the connection for us. And let's see. Um, you know, we can we can you can put it on the community group if you want to. Um, but let's make the connection and ask him to come and, um, and chat to us and let's see what the knock and knock on effect is, because that's exactly what this is about. It's connecting the people, empowering us in between each other, you know, and 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 um, you know, we we started this morning off by talking about our men's camp. That's how we do it, Peter. You see the guy arriving there at the camp. You could, I can see it in his eyes. His world is a mess. His world is a disaster. And he comes to sit there. And he listens. And hopefully he takes it. Right. And I was that guy. I was that guy. You know. Um, before I went on the Mighty Men in 2008. Me and my wife sat around a table. With each with a with a um exam pad deciding how we're going to divide the little bit of assets we have, I came back and that discussion never came up came up again yeah and all I did was I paid attention yeah and my friends took me to a mighty men and um so that's what we need to do that's what we need to do.
0: Die transformatietafel wordt met trots geborgd hier Maxflex Cables.